Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Josh and Pat. I'm Joshua Klein, joined by Patrick Cassett. And the United States clobbered Cuba last night, 14-2, and now heads to the World Baseball Classic Championship, where we have the potential to rematch Mexico. Patrick, what did you see from the boys last night, and are we going to win this all? Well, Trey Turner so far has turned into a national hero. You could call him Captain America, but we're going to call him, well, just an American hero. Trey Turner batting from the nine spot. Keeps raking. He keeps hitting home runs. He's doing the grand slams. He's doing the thing we need. Yep. And he's overcoming this lackluster pitching staff. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, listen, now two runs. People would say, all right, pitching performance. But, But Trey Turner said, hey. It doesn't matter. They could score 10 runs for all we care. We're putting mm-hmm. up 14. We're putting Nobody, up 14. Nobody's going to score more than 14. Hero against Venezuela with the Grand Slam. They beat him 9-7. to seven. Here's the thing. You're looking at a possible rematch. What's better than an American underdog story? An American comeback story. And that's what you get when you get a chance to beat Mexico it, on Tuesday night. And, now, and, could Japan spoil all these plans? Absolutely. Yes. It could happen. But what we do know is that the Americans are in the championship. Oh, yeah. It's very exciting time. And listen, everybody loves a comeback story. Everyone loves a comeback story. And, and it's very exciting time for Americans who, I mean, we don't get too many opportunities to have comeback stories these days because, let's be real, we're great at a lot of things. And so, and so anytime you have the chance to say, hey, we're coming back. It's an exciting time, and I think who else? Listen, I think Japan. Honestly, Japan versus Mexico. I think if I'm Mexico, I'm sandbagging and I'm losing because the embarrassment it would be to beat Japan, go to the final, and lose fourteen to two to the United States. I mean, you don't want that as a country. Did the original Mexico loss wake up Team USA? I I'd argue that it has. Patrick, how many losses have we had since that Mexico loss? Zero. That's what I'm talking about. And also, I mean, some are going to call, call this an opportunity for Japan to have a, a, a comeback game, but comeback in a different respect. So, so very interesting to see what will happen in the World Baseball Classic. Um, but that's enough baseball, I think. We talked enough baseball there? Enough, enough baseball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's not even... Regular season's not even happening. We're talking about the it's World Baseball, baseball Classic. Season, By the way, the fact that it's not, we don't have series for the World Baseball Classic, it's kind of confusing to me. I feel like that was like the whole thing of baseball. Baseball's now, very much a series sport. It's called the, the, the literally the, the championship the world, is called the World, world series. series. But the, why is the World Series just for the MLB? But then when we have the actual world, we don't, we have just a single game. I mean, Maybe we should call it just like the World Championship. Maybe since we call it the World Series, the World Series, even though it's just for the MLB, we call this series like the the United States Series or like we the, na- the National Series. The National Series. The National Series. Yeah. Why don't we have the National Series? Well, and if, if USA plays Mexico, we can argue it's just a North American Championship. Fair. But also, you'd argue that Canada is in... The major league. So, if 
Very true. So Canada would argue that it's like, hey, we do have representation with one of our teams. Mexico doesn't have a team, but Mexico is like, hey, we make the World Baseball Classic final. So then you kind of like counter those. And then the United States is still like, well, hey, we still got the majority of the major league teams and we're also in the final. Yeah, you're right. Okay, good call. So moving on to the NFL, Thielen signs with the Panthers per McAfee, per sources. Mm -hmm. Uh, Insiders got to be going crazy right now that Pat McAfee has now dropped two stories in the last week, one of them being kind of lackluster, the other one being the biggest news story of just the The offseason. Yeah. So if I'm an insider, what are are we thinking right now? Are we thinking, hey, we got upper sources, we got to – maybe get some family members who might accidentally leak this stuff because if the players are having as much power of leaking things as possible, I mean, the insiders, they got to get a little bit more inside. Yeah. Well, let's put it like this. It's a player driven league when it comes to making announcements. Now, when it comes to contracts, it's still very league driven. So that's where insiders are always going to have the upper hand. That being said, that being said, if you're Rappaport, Schefter, any other person that okay. reports news, you're going, well, that's, why? That's just, why? We have two insiders for the NFL. That's just crazy. That Well, and you think about the NBA only has two. It's like Woj and Shams. If you want to be like an insider and like you're going to college to be an insider right now, it's, I mean, it's a terrifying landscape because insiders are dying, but there's only two insiders to die. So it's like, it's like, oh, it's dying in the street. But there's, you, if you're an insider for the National Football League, I mean, you're one of two people. I mean, so like like the pros are, it's like you make a lot of money. The cons are there. there's only two jobs available. It's, yeah. So. <laughs> like you have a better so, chance of being like, hey, I want to be an NFL quarterback. You do because at least there's probably, there's at least 64 of those jobs because everyone needs yeah. a backup. Yeah, there's like 64 quarterback jobs, you know, 32 head coaching jobs, 32 GM jobs is is. Is being an insider the hardest job in football? The it most competitive, like the the most job competitive in job in football? It's the most competitive job in football because when you have to try to beat Schefter and Rappaport, you would argue they're two of the greatest to do their jobs, right? Absolutely. And right now they're still they're still on top of the throne. So yeah. you not only have to break into the industry, but you have to take two goats off the top of their game in their yeah. prime. It's like like LeBron James and Michael Jordan were playing at the same time. And, but they're the only. But two they're people. the only two players in the league. So you gotta, you gotta somehow get into the league, and then to be better than them, kind of. You're. I mean, you're fighting an uphill battle. But Thielen to the Panthers. That's good for him. <laughs> <laughs> good for Thielen. Thielen. Well, it's great because he's gonna have Andy Dalton throwing him the ball. Yeah, you know, and huge. we know Andy Dalton, Red Rifle, can sling it. Obviously, yeah. I mean, you have to be pretty good if you start over Jameis Winston in my eyes. Yeah, because, well, we know James Winston, look, re-signs with the Saints, but I don't think he's just happy to be the backup. He's going to give Derek Carr a run for his money. Oh, I I said this from day one now. Some are saying that James Winston is going to be cap casualty, but wouldn't that already have happened? Well, he re-signed. Oh, perfect. Oh, boom. So James Winston's back. James Winston could be the starter here. I agree. I think he's he's got next-level talent. Well, and you got to look at it. I mean, I I don't know about you, but I look at the draft. You always, it, not you, but the people always tell me the NFL draft's important. I look at it. I go, Jameis Winston, he's drafted number one overall. We clearly saw a lot in him. Derek Carr, 
He wasn't drafted number yeah. one overall. So when we're looking at it, it's it's does Jameis Winston have a higher ceiling? Possibly. I look at it like this. He had 30 touchdowns one year. And 30 interceptions. 30 touchdowns. 30 touchdowns. 38. James Winston had 30 touchdowns. And that's where we're going to leave it yep. at that. Uh yep. Gardner Johnson goes to the Lions. Lions got a team here. They're they're putting together a squad. And it's like crazy because the first time ever, it seems like the Lions might be a free agent destination, despite the fact that I don't know how many people are realistically wanting to move to Detroit. Well, at least I, I would argue, okay, so when you start looking at cities around the lakes in the northern United States, I would argue Detroit certainly isn't the worst. Now, when people start trying to make Cleveland a free agent destination, that's when I think we have to say, hey, whoa, 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 what are we thinking here? Detroit, look, they got some pros, they got some cons. Hey, you don't even have to play outside, you play in a dome. Detroit's got something going here. Yeah, does Cleveland still have that toxic waste train sitting around? Well, that isn't Cleveland. That's Ohio. Oh, just, and, just generally it, Ohio? It's, it's not Cleveland? It's, I guess I always think it's Cleveland because that just sounds like a Cleveland thing. Yeah, no, it's it's still it's a pretty a, bad situation, I think. So yeah, it's, not, it's not good. Uh, Yeah, you're right. I mean, Lions, though, I mean, they got, what, one of the best offenses in the league. They're adding mm-hmm. to their defense. Man, like, Seems like the Lions are Aaron Rodgers leaving the division. He's out. Is that every, everything set up for the Lions? Not granted. What are are the Lions going to be without Aaron Rodgers? Are the Lions the favorite to win the NFC North? I think so, but also you have to imagine. You know the Bears are loading up on weapons too, right? But you you're. They were the worst team in the league last year. They were, so they, they probably might need a year. They're going to need like that year that the Lions had. Like The Lions had like two years ago, they had a year where they were pretty bad. Right. Last year, they had a year where they were a little bit better, and now Take I feel like steps. they're full go. Yeah, they're going to need a couple of those baby step years. I agree. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be doing a tell-all video on his YouTube channel. Where he's he's gonna just lay it all out there, produced by Truz Productions. And when I tell you, am I excited for this? Yes. Is it gonna be hard for me to get past the fact that, I mean, the interview looks like it was produced on the the old iPhone, like like. Josh, there's Instagram lives that are higher production than this. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know this was sponsored by Android. Stuff, stuff. But, but, but I think I mean BlackBerry. BlackBerry actually, BlackBerry probably. It seems like Lamar. I just I feel bad for the kid. I feel so bad for the kid. Here's I do, and it's hard for me even talk about because I want to make jokes. I want to say, hey, uh, you know, this is this is hilarious. Lamar Jackson is doing the tell all, and it's like. Shot in camera audio, no lighting from his his trust productions, which I guess the is production, production quality company. is horrendous here. It's, it's terrible. Just, it's horrendous. It's terrible. And and then uh, and then it's going to be talking about, I guess probably him and the Ravens, and what's that negotiating has been looking like. But I think we all just kind of feel bad because it feels like Lamar has lost millions of dollars because of. What I mean, say, call it not having an agent, maybe call it 
not having someone to just like manage your business or to create investment opportunities. I don't know what it is, but it feels like I feel bad for Lamar. Here's the thing is Lamar is definitely one of the more kind of private superstars. He's got a kid. You know that? Yes. Yeah. We like that's nobody knows about that. Like that's how private he is. So like he's super private except for like the random things he posts on like social media, which are like kind of like funny things, but it's nothing about his personal life. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to hear what happened because everybody wants to know, well, what's the truth between the contract and all this? Mm -hmm. I it's it's you just keep looking at this and you're, you're going. Okay, whatever your stance is on the Lamar situation, whether he's underpaid He's overpaid. He has done a great job in these negotiations, terrible job, whatever it is. It's like it's getting to the point where it's like universally like Lamar, like you you could be very rich right now and you're not right. Because the definition is, is right now it's he could be rather very rich or like very rich. But either way, he's very rich. Yeah. And it's tough because some people are going to say, you know, oh, well. Like, the Ravens are screwing him right now. Right. If you look at it, Lamar Jackson has not signed a contract. It's never taken, like, there we've seen super, superstars take a long time to get a contract done. And, you know, anytime you have a team who wants to be, do good business and then a player who's worth a lot, it's going to be difficult. Right. Patrick Mahomes was the best, is our, still the best player in the league. He signed a deal like that. He was able to get a deal done. It just feels like in the Lamar situation, I it just it's tough because it's not like the Ravens are just not giving him the money. The Ravens gave the opportunity for teams to show and like and let the market determine what Lamar Jackson's worth is, and maybe you can call it collusion or not. It just it it is it's shown that Lamar Jackson's perceived value and his actual value are a little bit different and. And I think sometimes when you're making a deal, you have to just face the music and go, okay, well, yes, I would love X amount. That'd be awesome. Everyone would. And everyone's going to fight for, in a negotiation, everyone's going to fight for more than they're worth because that's what you do. But then what the negotiation is, is one person goes, hey, side B of the argument, and then you come to a meeting spot and it doesn't feel like Lamar wants to make that happen so I, Josh, I i find it tough to think that a deal is going to be done soon here and and the weird thing is is when you look at superstar quarterbacks you look at guys that have endorsement deals they have there's rumors that i'm sure that thought was gonna he be, said that's not true uh, but yeah. reports you know that's conflicting we'll, we'll never understand right Normally, superstar quarterbacks, especially after an MVP season, start signing endorsement deals. Like, look at what happened to Baker Mayfield after his rookie year. Baker Mayfield, oh my gosh, he's still living off of the of the uh, the progressive, progressive checks. Progressive, yeah. So, and I understand that Lamar, you know, he does things differently. You don't have to be on camera. No, but it's you just don't a, have to. It, but it's a, it's just the whole thing feels weird. I don't, I, I don't know how else to yeah, say it. It's stuff. I do feel bad for him. I, I really do. I hope he gets some good counsel, good guidance. Um, and yeah, and we're rooting for you, Lamar. Hey, we're rooting for you. Um, moving on to the NBA. Austin Reeves puts up 35, getting an MVP chance, 
Lakers are winning despite not having LeBron. And everyone's wondering, was LeBron the problem? Well, you know, we're talking about LeBron, the all-time leading scorer. And apparently sometimes you can hold a team back. LeBron, look, the most optimistic timeline has come now from their head coach. It sounds like LeBron will be back at some point this season. They don't know when that's going to be. LeBron called this final stretch of games this year the most the important, most important games, of, games of basketball that he will ever play. And 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 but he's not playing them. He's Could, watching them. Doesn't seem they have like a guy that much more important. Yeah, right. Austin Reeves has stepped up. They saved the season. I'm pushing back here. They, they beat the Orlando Magic. The, the Magic aren't good. Like, this isn't like they went and beat the Memphis Grizzlies or the Milwaukee Bucks. They they beat the Orlando Magic, who, by the way, don't have their first overall pick that they just took this year because he's hurt. Well, that, that does make an interesting argument to say that the Lakers are not in a good spot. But I don't watch enough basketball to be able to tell you if that's good. I mean, who, if they're good or not. I'll tell you this, though. If LeBron comes back and then they lose in the playoffs, I, you're, I'm going to be loud. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you you will be very loud. That's all I I'm can gonna, tell you that. That's all I'm going to say. And, and listen, I'm a Lakers fan, pro, previous Lakers fan. I'm a former Lakers fan, retired Lakers fan. So I feel like I have a clue. Being the Lakers culture, you know. Do you understand the history, the culture that comes with it? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I know what it's like to be a fan. Like I, 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 I'm not just like imagining myself in those shoes. I was in those shoes. I had a T-shirt that said Lakers. That's about as far as your fandom went. <laughs> well, jerseys are expensive, man. What do you want from me? I had a T-shirt though. It said Lakers. It was gray. And I was, and I remember I was wearing it when the LeBron news broke. Did you immediately take it off? No, uh, I went to Instagram, and I w- and I said, "Listen, just so you know, I'm not a bandwagon fan. I was here before LeBron, and then I contemplated my fandom. And then I, after LeBron just started talking and playing and just everything, I just I hung up the cape. Wow. Anyway, tough life, tough life there, Josh. We'll see what happens with the Lakers, and I mean, we we gotta wait till like June. Well, I mean, June would be the finals. I think they'll be out long before then. Okay. So, like, May. Maybe late April. Late April. We're gonna, we'll are gonna we see what happens late April. <laughs> uh, moving on to March Madness FDU. The second 16 seed to ever upset a number one seed. Their Cinderella story comes to an end. I, I want to push back on that, Josh. It's not a Cinderella story, okay? No. If you want it to be, you got to win at least two games. They did okay? technically. They, they wanted to get in the tournament. That's, that wasn't a Cinderella moment to get into the tournament. Not to mention, did you know that FDU lost their conference tournament? FDU, believe it. They lost their conference tournament but received an automatic bid because the winner was uh, transitioning from... Uh, another league, another division to Division One, so they weren't eligible for the tournament. Oh, okay. so they really made the best of a bad of a right. So it, it speaks more even to like how big of an upset this was. 
it's not a Cinderella if you only win one game. It's just a huge upset. A Cinderella is what I would consider St. Peter's last year, what Princeton's doing this year, which we should have seen coming, just saying. But it's not a Cinderella story. It's a great story. But it's not like like a Cinderella story. Like, keep in mind, like, that's a two-hour movie. Like, when we talk about this in the history books, it's like a quick, like, five-minute paragraph. Oh, so wait a second. Okay, so, but Cinderella. She works. She's, 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 sisters treat her terrible. Right. She gets a fairy godmother. And then she goes to the dance. Goes to the dance. Dance. She has a great time. She meets a prince. Uh-oh. Clock strikes midnight. Boom. She runs away. She mm-hmm. turns back into a peasant. That kind of sounds exactly like FDU to me. They went, they went to the dance, they had their moment, clock strikes 12, it's really close, and they leave. Now, now they're, they're back to their, what they were. And so that means that, what does that mean, Patrick? If they're true Cinderella, next year, they go back, right. but this time the slipper fits, so it we it's we're still in the making. So maybe the you're right. So Patrick, so you're right, Patrick. Quick. It's a Cinderella story. It it doesn't. We're both wrong because the Cinderella story is not over, and it is a Cinderella story. We just haven't seen it end yet. We just haven't seen it end yet. <laughs> so there's still just everybody's just waiting for their nice prince charming to come around. Just hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet because that's the thing. Okay, Cinderella didn't go to everyone gets confused about what Cinderella is. Cinderella didn't go to the dance and then all of a sudden just like marry the prince there. No. Mm-hmm. There was trials. There was tribulations. That's what we call a story. Some some would argue Cinderella didn't even go to the dance looking for a marriage. No. After you didn't 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 go to go to the dance this year looking to be a hero. She just went to They just wanted to go to the dance. Wow. Wow, Josh. We figured this out. Great stuff. Uh, Duke lost to Tennessee, but they were 19 and 1 when healthy. So we can't really count this as a loss. It's an asterisk, you know. So that's it's it's tough. You know, you hate to see Duke fans come and and have to defend themselves online. You know, last year they got embarrassed to their arch rival. Uh, last game for Coach K, you know, tough for them. They come back, they think it's their year, they win the ACC tournament, and then they get bounced in the round of, round of 32. Who did they lose to, Josh? They lost to Tennessee. Rick Barnes has been at Tennessee since 2015. Do you know how many times he's made the Sweet 16? How many? Just twice. That's a lot of years to only go twice, yeah. It's a lot of years to only go twice. So 19-1 and one went healthy. Doesn't sound like a great excuse to me. I think you're reading this wrong, Patrick. I think Duke is was a team that I mean, let's be real. I mean, they're 19-1 when healthy. We should honestly like there's gonna be an asterisk on this national championship. And it's gonna be, well, Duke was 19-1 when healthy. So what does that say? Like that says that Duke might have been the true national champion. Right. It's Colts AFC finalist hang the banner Duke 19 and one when healthy hang the banner and 
is that was this an all-time great Duke team? Uh, arguably when healthy. Makes sense. But, you know, you have to feel for the Duke fans out there. It's tough. Their season ends. You know, now they got to go on. It's good for them. It's almost opening day. The Yankees almost are opening up. The Lakers are winning, which is good for them. Yep. Uh, yep. Cowboys, they've made a couple of moves during the offseason. So oh, yeah. a little tough yeah, to be. Got, they just got Brandon Cooks. Good talk about Cooks. They did get Brandon Cooks. They're, they're out here. They're working. They're giving, they're giving Dak weapons here. So everything's going to work out for did you, did you say in the Yankees Yankees got Aaron Judge who's I mean sure they were juicing the balls but but yeah they, they got stars so we're good yeah I mean they're going to be fine Lakers are back winning games I mean everything's everything's looking up for Duke fans right now yeah good for hey you got this Duke fans you're going to make it through and mm-hmm. if I know anything about Duke is that if you're 19-1 when healthy I just can't, you know, I can't wait to see what happens when when you're really when when you get healthy and you stay healthy. Who what like nine, 19 and 1 when healthy? Like what does that mean like every player on the roster was available to play that night because like news flash, like injuries happen. Or or was it just like like oh well, technically player XYZ he, you know, he kind of he wasn't feeling his best tonight, so like he's not really healthy, right? Like if I'm like the eleventh guy on the team, right? it was a little bit like a little bit sore. You're like, like right, oh, like, guys, it, I don't know about this one. Oh yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll play. I can play for sure, but like, but man, I'll tell you what. There's like those like that that weight room session on Thursday really just kind of like I'm not I'm sore, man. If you're the eleventh guy on that roster, doesn't really play, but you're sitting there and you're like. Hey, coach, not feeling it. I got this. Uh, I got this. Uh, you know, bone bruise on the on the hamstring. It's like, okay, okay, fine enough. If we lose tonight, we weren't healthy. It's like, yeah, I think that's you're right. If it, and as they should, fair, fair, because that eleventh guy, the impact that he has on the team is invaluable. So, 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 yeah. Hey, good for Duke, um, national champions. Well, like imagine the San Francisco 49ers because they get an injury every every week of the NFL season and every year. Imagine like week one, like imagine if they just compiled all the stats. It's like, you know what? We're seven and oh over the last <laughs> 10 years. More healthy. Guess so true. That's fair. Very fair for them. Um, moving on, we'll go to NASCAR. Joey Logano wins Atlanta after not a last lap finish, a last turn finish. Brad Koslowski, who raced so well the whole race, gets beat out at the end. Heartbreaking finish for Brad Koslowski, who has led every at every single race this year, hasn't got a win. Um, and Patrick, you called it. You called the Joey Logano win. Uh, I posted the odds. It was like plus 1,100 odds for him to win. Surely you put like a dollar on that at least. Nope. Didn't put any money on the NASCAR race yesterday. Um, we'll say I did just come off uh, the hottest week and a half of my life gambling, which was very fun during March Madness. It's great. That came to a screeching end with a, a couple losses over the weekend. Still up big plus money. Oh, that's know. good. Hey, that's good. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you, you could have been up plus 1,000 odds, but 
but you right. didn't even believe you didn't even believe yourself. I I didn't. It's it's like my Super Bowl doink bat. I didn't I didn't believe myself. I didn't <laughs> I didn't believe it. But here's the thing. Uh was this the least exciting, most exciting finish of all time? Because it, it was a last lap pass and it was like, "Oh, oh, that was cool." What's cool? Like I don't, I don't know what NASCAR has to do. I don't know if they got to change the broadcast. I don't know if they got to change the car. Uh, t- here's the thing. Again, I, I love Tony Stewart. He talks like he's caught, he's doing golf. Well, it's, it's not Tony Stewart's problem. It, it, it's it's been the broadcast. If you go on Twitter, people are not happy. Listen, get even me in when there. Tony Stewart's not in the booth. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you're right. I don't, I don't know what it is because none of. Listen, it's it's the WWEification of NASCAR that needs to take place. There needs to be a little bit of like spark rivalry, maybe something that, that like gets people like glued in because to be honest with you, I'm almost more tuned into the farmer wants a wife that comes on after a NASCAR Mm -hmm. on Fox. Yeah. Because look, this is what NASCAR has done over the past last week. It said, you know what? You're a driver. You spoke out in the media. Can't do that. We can't. We can't have drivers talking in the media. We're going to suspend you for doing that. Look, NASCAR needs as much eyeballs as they can get right now. Ratings yeah. are down pretty bad to start the year. Yes, you can make arguments. There are less uh, households that do have TVs. Yes, I get all that arguments. But that being said, they're about to sign a new TV deal, and ratings are down. Nobody wants to hear that. NASCAR nobody, the racing that it's been okay hasn't been great do you think that- NASCAR you got to change something up you got to present it a different way you have to you have to make NASCAR exciting and fun again we, and we right should now what what well, if the t if the ratings are bad enough do you think we put together a TV deal proposal to get it on the YouTube channel I think I think we'll send it in I think we'll send it in and I, I mean, th- we have to be better. We have to be better than what Fox is putting out. I think moment. we could put together, and now we might need to invest in some. I mean, I, I don't know if we could stream this off of OBS, the, the NASCAR race, but but I we, think we. I mean, we can all. I mean, but but we, what NASCAR has to understand is, you if you give us the deal, we will invest in our. Equipment. We will invest. We are, we're going to set up, make a good setup if you give us the deal. Okay, it's going to be legit. We're going to get we're going to get good people in the booth. Um, it's, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do the right thing here. And, uh, and, and you're right. I think Kyle Larson not finishing again, can't be good for the sport either. Another DNF for Kyle Larson. I mean, what is that? Like that team is the most unlucky team in NASCAR right now. There's, there's a fine line in NASCAR, right? You love the unpredictability. You love, you want to make that, make sure that there's parity in the sport. Oh, absolutely. so that anybody can win. But there's also a thing where you want your best drivers to somewhat be dominant, right? When you look at the sports heyday, you look at Earnhardt. You yep. look at Jeff Gordon. Yep. Tony Stewart had a yep. run. The King. Jimmy Johnson then took over that role, right? There's always been a dominant player. Yeah. Right now, we're kind of in a lull this season so it's like, far. It's like, is the dominant player William Byron? <laughs> And it's like, no, it's not because he's not, he's not uh, sorry to William. Like you might be the best guy, but like, you're not as marketable. I mean, I mean, let's look at who was leading the points prior to the, the big penalty. It was Alex Bowman. 
and Alex Bowman has won zero races. Mm-hmm. And he was the points leader prior to obviously them getting like a thousand, a hundred, whatever, a billion owner points and a billion well, team because, points reducted. And, uh, and, and the, by the way, and he was right, he was running up towards the front again yesterday. Yeah. I mean, is Alex, is Alex Bowman the most dominant driver this year? I mean, he's like, he's a great race car driver, but like, what you're missing is like a media spark. Yeah. And you're like trying to get more eyeballs. Denny Hamlin has made a podcast with uh, Earnhardt's media company. And it stinks, and apparently. I He's going to get better at it. The first couple episodes were I didn't, I didn't listen to it. So sorry. Hey, Denny, I just want to let you know I didn't listen to it. And I'm sorry if I prematurely said it stinks. But he got, he got, he got docked points and fine because he spoke up on his podcast. It's like if you're NASCAR, don't you? Isn't that what you yeah, want? That's what you, you want. want. Listen, dude, that's what you want. You want people talking. You want drivers stirring up stuff. You know, I think every like every driver should have a podcast, and they should all say all. They should list every single week. They have a top ten of drivers they hate most, and then, and that should just be the standard. Mm-hmm. If I was a driver, the standard is the standard. Now, granted, it's 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 tough because the desire, like the relationship NASCAR must have with the sponsorships, must be so fragile mm-hmm. that to have to have this kind of like uptightness within the sport, like it has to be so fragile because, and maybe maybe sponsors, maybe like and listen. To be fair, not too many sponsors are entering the sport. So you got you got to try to keep the sponsors you have in the sport, and I understand, you know, the way the brands are these days. They can't have loose cannons, whatever, whatever. But if you're talking about the sport, that feels like it's fair game, and and also, it's tough because it's not like in the day where, you know, Lowe's will sponsor every single Jimmy Johnson race. It was synonymous with Jimmy Johnson. Mm-hmm. That's not the case anymore. So like Jimmy Johnson, if he wanted to start talking some saying some words it's not like oh long time every single race partner lows is just gonna just leave the right. deal but if you have like a one race deal or something you know like that relationship is not as like cemented with nascar i think the relationship with the brands in nascar is like one that is just like in a weird spot right now it's very fragile and i think that does contribute to the fact that that nascar is like play, drivers you need to be just clean cut as clean cut as you can be well and that's the thing is like when you're looking at nascar you look at attendance numbers are totally fine people are still going to the races yeah right but people aren't watching on tv so when you start putting that measuring up it's like well we have to present something differently and i'm not saying fox can't do that i'm not saying that there just needs to you need to present your stars in a different way they'll figure it out if they'll figure it out hey hopefully you guys got this uh, one last quick thing. Uh, there's a company that's doing a social spe- experiment right now where instead of like a dating app, you buy a ring, you put it on your ring finger. It's like a light blue ring. And if you see that ring on somebody, it's like, hey, I'm open to being approached. I'm open to being talked to. And so it's trying to get rid of the, like, I guess just like the the social mediafication of dating. And Patrick, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm intrigued to see this. I, am I going to see people wearing this thing in public? Here's the thing. This is what this is what our brilliant brains, not our brilliant brains, but like humanity's brilliant brains has decided to do. 
we have decided to take social media, Tinder, Bumble, yeah, Hinge, whatever it is, and we've just put it into real life, right? So, so now it's think smarter, not harder, right? Yeah. So if you're the guy and you're like, okay, well, the girl's got the blue ring on. It's like, I can approach her. It's at this point for guys, you're setting yourself up to less rejection, which I think is an overall good thing. It's a great thing. And uh, now, like this all falls apart if the girl, like all of a sudden there's no like quality control and the girl's being approached by just a bunch of people who she would never have swiped right on. And then she's like, yeah, no, this isn't for me. That it does all fall apart. But it's interesting how we took a concept that we never thought like dating. We never thought that would be an in-person thing. You know, it's like, hey, like dating's happens. That's social media. And we took and it's crazy because it's the first time ever where we've seen something go from social media to in real life. We never see it. We always see things go the other way around. Showing people pictures. Oh, put that on social media. But have any but now you can date in real life. It's crazy. It's almost like it's never been done before. It's wild. And so good for hey, good for that company. Um, well, I'm not gonna get a ring personally. I mean, if you want to send us a free ring, maybe. So yeah, I don't I, know if I'd wear it. I don't know if I'd wear it. I don't think I would. I don't really want to be approached by a bunch of people. Well, no, I think that I think the objective is you would do the approaching. No, 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 no. I think guys can wear the ring too. Well, I, I understand that, Josh, but it's like but I still think the traditional well, I guess it's twenty twenty three, so you don't need it traditionally anymore. Yeah, you don't need to do the the old girl hey Patrick, girl wants to approach a guy, she can. It's allowed. It's allowed. Anyway, if you're still watching at this part of the episode, DM us on Picks and Pancakes or at Picks and Pancakes on Instagram, and you guys will get a free mug. Also, um go to our website at picksandpancakes.com to read everything that's happening there. What do I usually tell us to say? Do I am I missing anything? Subscribe. Nope, Five stars everywhere. The, uh defenders are the best team in the XFL. The uh, we missed that. Okay, and, whatever. Uh, but okay, great. Yeah, that's great. Okay. I love, we'll see what happens. Hey, we'll see what happens this week, huh? Hey, we should do a watch along. Monday night, we will. We'll do it. Sweet. I gotta figure out the technology on that. Anyway, guys, make sure you have a wonderful day. Go attack this Monday. This is gonna be a great week. Anyway, a peace.